Thanks for listening to Schlereth and Evans On Demand, presented by Bathfitter. Hey guys, if you drop the ball when it comes to your bath or shower remodel, Bathfitter doesn't just fit your bath, they fit your budget and schedule. Bathfitter will install a tub or shower in just one day. Bathfitter's price guarantee is a slam dunk. Bathfitter, it just fits. Ladies and gentlemen, can I please have your attention? I've just been handed an urgent and horrifying news story. Time now for the DenverSports.com front page. Stop what you're doing and listen. Taking a look at the top stories in Denver sports taken from your online home for the best opinions and information on the Broncos, Nuggets, Avalanche, Rockies, and more. What in the name of Dan Issel? With today's DenverSports.com front page, here's Schlereth and Evans. Here we go, denversports.com. We start with uh, DMAC at the game last night, writing about uh, Jamal Murray falling short of a record but came up big in a comeback win. So he went into the game needing seven threes to set the all-time franchise record for threes, and the delicious hook to all of this was that Will Barton is the record holder, and Will Barton was there last night with Toronto. Uh, It was clear early on that... He was hoisting up threes, kind of stat padding. Mm-hmm. Okay, now that we're all focused on on that, he was going for it, sure. But you know, it, to, to make this the storyline of the night, all due respect, <laughs> but you're missing you're missing the point here because it's like setting a passing record in the NFL today. It, the league's on steroids. Uh, all passing numbers are inflated. They, they're not. They're not real. And in a league in which the NBA is score, it's the NBA is setting all kinds of single season records for scoring up and down the league. So the fact that a three point record is going to fall. Yeah. You know, it's the most it's it was going to be the most made three pointers in in, in franchise history. Yeah. And he's only like 27. So it's like any he's going to shatter. And he missed a couple of years. Right. So, I mean, it. Okay. What does it say about our three-point shooting over the whole and, course of right? And Will Barton was never a fan well, favorite here. So good. anyway, I, I think I think you're burying the lead here. the The lead, the story about last night is is the way that this team came from behind again. And I I got a few texts from people like, oh, it's very concerning that they're falling behind in these games. That's what's going to get them beat in the playoffs. Uh, uh-uh, I don't choose to look at it that way. Um, what matters to me is most is how do they respond when their backs are against the wall. And the way that this team played in the second half and fourth quarter the other night against Memphis and the way they did it down the stretch against Toronto, that's the biggest takeaway. And why you should feel so good about this team as they get ready for the playoffs is the way they execute down the stretch. There's no panic. Mm-hmm. Nobody tries to play hero ball. One, one, one thing that drives me nuts about today's NBA is that when it gets down to the end of games, the so-called best players decide, oh, it's all on me. And I'm going to take wild drives into the lane and throw up prayers and hope to get fouled or I'm going to be going ISO for the final 15 seconds of the shot clock and I'm going to hoist up some step back three. With the Nuggets, Mark, what I love about them is that they all trust each other yeah they all trust each other there's no panic they run their plays they run their sets and that was on display last night tomorrow night they play the the bulls here in denver right i haven't looked ahead is that is that true i think it's the bulls in denver 
So we should get uh, Adam on. I mean, oh, that's your uh, your football yeah, Fox guy. Lot, but he does he, he does, does the Bulls. Yeah, he, we'll get him on. He's the Bulls guy. Yeah, he'd be fun. I mean, he fall. He, he you know. Yeah, he's at. Yeah, they're here uh, tomorrow night. Yep. Yes! Good call. All right. All right. We'll do it. All right. Be fun. But that's the big story. Is that? Yeah, they're and you know the other thing too. They're just so they're they're so connected out there. They did this last night on a night in which Nikola Jokic took eight shots. Right. Huge. What do you think is what do you think is more connected? Like the Nuggets locker room or your boys trip when you wax each other's backs? Good good question. Great question. Yeah. Dixie Chick just walked in. She laughed. Yeah. She's trying to be quiet. She's laughing. Do you? I see her giggling over there. You Shoulders think, are like. Do you think the giggling. Nuggets ever wax each other's backs? No, no, I don't think so. Do you but, think Nikola Jokic has got like bear hair on no, his back? No, uh, no, no, no. Either way, it's not the same, but it's the same. Mm. Camaraderie, camaraderie. You guys are just we're connected, laser focused. Camaraderie. Connected. We're there for each other. Just Ooh, like you, the Nuggets. You had to guess who the hairiest Nugget is. Oh, my God. All right, the hairiest Nugget. nugget. Who would you, if you just who? took a stab at who probably has the most, like, back hair? All right, let me look at, let me quickly go through this. Let's look at the roster. Right I'm now. thinking, I think Jamal's kind of hairy. Yeah, he I is. I Jamal. You get the, the neck beard. And yeah, I'm going to go Jamal. Oof. That's a good... Let me just look really quick. This is not on our rundown. No? Who is the hairiest nugget? That did not make it to my no, rundown. No, it did not. Let's see. I'm going to go with Jamal. I like that. Or Vlaco. What about Kankar? <laughs> that name just sounds hairy, doesn't it? I would think Nicola, but um, no, he doesn't seem to be. No. I'm going to go with Jamal. Yeah. Maybe not enough sunlight. During the winter months to grow <laughs> hair, ample back hair <laughs> in Serbia. Okay. All right. We move right along here and get to the next uh, story. Uh, I'm going to text, text Michael Malone and ask him who the hair is. <laughs> bow chicka bow wow. Yeah, what the heck? Go ahead. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Go ahead. Tell me, tell me what kind of response you get, okay? He's the hairiest nugget. Hey, coach, great win last night. Mm-hmm. What I'm really most interested in, who's the hairiest guy in your team? Mm-hmm. We're just having a little conversation here on the uh yeah. on the uh on the show. All right, here we go. Uh next up at denversports.com, the Avalanche were quiet at the trade deadline, and maybe that was a good thing, writes Will Peterson. The idea that the Avs feel like they're good, satisfied with what they have, also factoring in the return of Gabe Landeskog. Do you look at do you look at their relative lack of big moves at the trade deadline as a sign of confidence in the team or something else? Um, I. I think it, it points to a sign of confidence in the return of Landeskog. That they have a confidence that he is going to return and he will be good come playoff time. What do you think about that? 
the I would think it's that because the only other you you have to hope that this is we've seen JT Comfer as a second line center. We believe he's ready to make the playoff leap. We believe he's ready to give us what Naz Kadri gave us last mm-hmm. year. And we believe that Gabe Landeskog is going to be back, and he's going to be Gabe Landeskog, not Labe Gandeskog. Yes, Gandeskog. not Labe Gandeskog. <laughs> okay. Nobody wants that guy. All right. They're also counting on the fact that Eric Johnson, Josh Manson will be back, Darren Helm, everybody, even Pavel Frantzos will be ready to go, that the whole crew will be back and ready to roll, and they'll be fine. I hope it's that, and I hope it wasn't, well, we've got some concerns, but... We didn't want to trade our first-round pick this year because we don't have many picks in 2023 and 2024, and at some point we do have to think about the future. If that factored at all into their thinking, then I'd be very, very, and if I'm an Avalanche fan, I'd be very upset with this front office if that was their their thinking. Because who cares about a first-round draft pick that, by the way, has about, Matt Smith said said it was like uh, players drafted, at that spot or later have a 2.4% chance of even playing in the NHL. Playing. Playing. Yeah. Hello, not getting, good. Getting up, in, like, getting up to the NHL level, a 2.4% chance. Right. And unless you're drafting, now if you draft somebody, if you're drafting in the top five, you drafted Nathan McKinnon, a Gabe Landeskog, a Kale McCarr. Yeah, these are guys who, if they're 17, 18, 19 years old, they're ready to go. But typically, you draft your your. 17, 18, 19-year-old, where the ads will be picking, that's a player that really has probably about a solid three to four years before he's going to be ready for the NHL. And at that point, your window might be closed. So if you're drafting in the top five, you're drafting a Gabe Landeskog. If you're drafting 29 overall, you're you're drafting Leib Gandeskog. Correct. Oh, my God. You just summed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, thank God you're here to just... Yeah. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. The great yeah. Mark Schlereth. Boil it down to... I'll give you the brass inside tacks. that nobody else knows. Next on uh, DenverSports.com, we have Franchise Tag Deadline Day. And Andrew Mason writing about how the Broncos face a decision when it comes to Draymond Jones. This one mystifies me, Mark. You're talking about somebody who is an organizational win, drafted by the organization, Mm -hmm. third-round pick, drafted, developed. In your words, your opinion, somebody who's set to become a superstar. In George Payton's opinion, maybe a star. Maybe not a superstar, but a star. Star. Okay. You've talked to George Payton. He believes that Draymond Jones has huge upside. The the, uh, projected market... For Draymond Jones is about twenty million per year. The franchise tag for his position is about twenty million. Sean Payton has told you he likes building teams from the inside out, strong along both lines. Come on, man, this seems like a, a no-brainer. And you know what? Okay, Draymond Jones might not be happy with the Broncos, as he expressed during the season. You know what? Plenty of guys who aren't happy have signed franchise tags with the understanding, I got no place else to go. Mm-hmm. And if I want to get paid in the future, I still got to play. Right. I got to perform. Yeah. So the notion that if you put the franchise tag on him, that he's just going to pout and sit out. And then even if he does sign, he's going to go through the motions half-assed. That's just not going to happen. Right. All you have to do is look so at put the tag what's on what happened to Justin Simmons. Right. You want to spend twenty million dollars on one on a one year deal. That's what you don't want. 
And is he at a place in his life where he's just like, I'm just take my 20 million and I'll be done with you guys. So probably should have gotten him done early like they did with Tim Patrick and Cortland Sutton. By the way, the rumor yesterday was that Cortland Sutton's on the block. It's spicy. What do you think you could get for Cortland Sutton? Oh, Cortland Sutton hasn't been the same player since he hurt his knee. Probably, as you correctly pointed out during the seasons, better off suited as a, a slot guy now. Like just a big body blocking, you know, run on the underneath route stuff. Unless you think you're seeing on the next Larry Fitzgerald who made that kind of transition from outside receiver to inside and was mm-hmm. dominant as a slot receiver. It, it, if you can get... I don't know, you get a fourth rounder for him. Go for it. Yeah, I think they also proved one thing that when they moved, when they moved, uh, uh, what's his head? How come I can't remember his name off the top of my head? The other receiver. Moved him. Yeah, moved him to the X receiver. Oh, Judy. Judy, yeah, Jerry Judy. How could you forget Jerry Judy? Judy! I know he's like he's the best player on the roster. He's got himself a YouTube channel now. Does he? Yeah. What does he do on that? I don't know. What do you do on your YouTube channel? I put our our Stinking Truth podcast on. It's good. Really good. What does Judy do on his YouTube? I don't know. I don't. It's not a must follow for me. Videos of himself working out. What does he do? Anywho, your point. Oh, my point was that when they moved him over to the X receiver, Jerry Judy thrived. So... You're looking at it now like, all right, well, that's the direction we're going to go. Sean Payton is a much more, he, he he uses personnel much better. He's much more two wides, you know, multiple tight ends or multiple backs. Like, he's much better with the personnel. So, the three wide sets that we saw, so that we've grown so accustomed to here that haven't worked for four years, I don't think you'll see as much of that. As you have in the past, you'll get Tim Patrick back, who I think is one of the best football players on your team. Um, yeah, I think that I think that the Cortland Sutton move just makes sense. But do you think they do better than a fourth round pick? No, no, no. You're not gonna get a third rounder for him. No, no zero. way, no chance. Okay, yeah, fourth rounder, I'd do it. Absolutely. Uh, Will Peterson at DenverSports.com. Mm-hmm. Scrappy Will writing: Should the Broncos? Uh, be interested in trying to trade for Derrick Henry, who apparently is on the market. So the idea being, and Will Will makes a good a good argument here, is instead of going out and signing a free agent running back, which would come with a lot of money, a lot of guaranteed money, mm-hmm. salary cap hits for the next few years, Derrick Henry's due to make ten and a half million dollars next season. Correct. That's it. Would that make more sense? Can you imagine that they almost paid Aaron Gordon that same amount of money? They paid him like eight and a half million. Oh, yeah. Yeah. When they signed the, the, the first deal. Yeah. Was it two years, 15 million? Two years, 16 million? Yeah. Something yeah. like that. God. Boy, you hate Melvin Gordon. Man, I do, don't I? You do. And you don't. 
<laughs> wow, okay. I even thought you don't that. even deny it. Yeah. <laughs> Do not like Melvin Gordon. <laughs> not a Melvin Gordon fan. So what about Derrick Henry? Dude, he's a beast, man. Absolute beast. But because it's Derrick Henry, because the contract would be so favorable, you probably have to... That, that would be a pick that the Broncos just don't have. Right? Derrick Henry, with that contract, you're going to have to at least, yeah. at least, at least give up a second-round pick. Yeah, you can't. Probably like second and a fourth, second and a third, something like that. The other thing is then your offense becomes completely dependent on Derrick Henry, which is not a terrible thing because Derrick Henry is a full-grown man. But, um, again, it's how you construct your football team. Well, how do you think Sean Payton views this offense? Is it going to be one of those things where, in a perfect scenario, Russell Wilson is throwing fill-in-the-blank passes per game? Well, I think in today's NFL, you're throwing, you're going to throw 30, 30 to 35 passes a game every game anyhow. Oh, no, I think he wants less than that. Well, I think you want less, but that's about what that's about what your average is going to be. You're going to be around 30. So, but but then it comes down to, man, so instead of dropping back and throwing, you know, five deep balls, those five deep balls become screens. So that becomes a much more manageable, like there's a, there's, there's a difference between five-step drops with a hitch and a seven-step drop where you're pushing the ball down the field with a three-man route and run a bunch of screens, bubble screens, regular screens. And, and like, there's a different level of stress on the quarterback in those the all 30, 30 passing attempts versus 30 passing. They're not equal, if you know what I mean. Like, there's some that... There's some passing attempts that are really hard passes to complete, really hard passes to throw, where there are some that are are far more favorable from a completion standpoint. So it's how you manage and how you call a game. Sean Payton calls them breathers. I need to give my quarterback, in the course of a football game, in the course of throwing the ball 30 or 35 times, I need to give him a bunch of breathers. Where it's just, man, hit the swing pass, hit the check down, hit the screen, hit the... Like, just take that pressure off the plate of the quarterback. That's what's going on at denversports.com, the denversports.com front page. Bring that to you each and every morning at 8 o'clock. You can check out the articles that I just referenced. Plenty more material there to catch up on today. Past articles, uh, coffee break links, all that stuff. And it's always being added to throughout the course of the day. And as always, it's free to you. Got some uh, reaction on the text line. Carson Wentz or Baker Mayfield would be perfect for Denver. They need another awful quarterback to be in love with. They still haven't gotten over Drew and Tebow. <laughs> All right, that's not a Bronco fan. That's right actually there. that's actually good snark, though. <laughs> it is good like snark. I appreciate that snark. <laughs> uh, why would they franchise Draymond Jones? You franchise guys like Vaughn, Justin Simmons, guys that are game changers. Draymond isn't even in that conversation. Fine player and all. Replaceable, though. Evans, you're talking like Draymond is great. Well, again, I I know what I don't know. And if somebody like yourself and you've had conversations mm-hmm. with George Payton and the feeling is, is that uh, Draymond Jones is um, 
just an ascending player. Yeah. And, and he's like on the verge of being a breakout star. And if the Broncos don't keep him, we'll probably go out and sign a deal that will probably pay him somewhere close to, you know, four years, $80 million with about 50, 55 of it guaranteed, maybe more, 60. Well, then that will tell you that somebody out there thinks that he's an impact right. player. And if you, and, and I guess the other way to look at it is you say, well, why do you need to pay another interior player? Well, Right now, the Broncos have a lot of question marks with their outside pass rushers, right? Yes. To be kind. Right. Baron Browning, or as you'd like to say, Brandon Browning. Yeah. Um, you know, still trying to make it. Mm-hmm. Nick Benito was a disappointment last year. Yeah. For a second-round pick, Nick Benito just, like... Randy Gregory? Pfft, who knows? Right? right? Who right. knows? So my point is that in the absence of proven outside pass rushers... Wouldn't you kind of like the idea of two guys in the middle, like Draymond Jones and DJ Jones, to be able to push that pocket and mm-hmm. get quarterbacks to have to take step up, move out of the pocket, and then run into your maybe less than above average pass rushers, make those pass rushers look better right. than they really are because of who's working in the middle? And the other thing, the other thing is if Randy Gregory can come back and play and, and be held, because there's nothing wrong with his ability to play football and his, abil- his ability to... Stay on the football field has been his biggest issue, be it suspensions or be it injuries, okay? But there's nothing wrong with that guy's ability, man. That dude plays with a motor. That guy plays really good football. Then when you put two guys on one side, especially in all these spread situations that you get where you drop down Draymond inside, Draymond inside, you have Randy Gregory on the edge. Now all of a sudden you got to make decisions, okay? We're going we're gonna to have to slide protection that way. You know you're going to get slide that way. So what do you do? You bring blitz the other way, right? You bring an extra defender the other way. Um, or if you're getting one on ones in that situation, you know Draymond Jones should whip most guards in this league. He should whip them clean. So like you get to start to dictate to an offense as opposed to the offense dictating to you. You get to start picking apart protections in those things and. That's you know that that's a that's a benefit. The other thing too is the Broncos don't have a lot of good players, and the last thing that they should be worried about or any fan should be worried about is, hmm, we have too many good players at that position. Correct, correct. We need more good players, regardless of what position they play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Coming up. I agree with you, man. Coming up. A lot to uh, react to. A lot of reaction to our denversports.com front page stories. We'll get to uh, some of those. And uh, By the way, isn't this the time that Raj Sharon usually walks in here? I'm sure he'll be coming in here any moment Speaking now. Speaking of hairy nuggets. <laughs> wow. Well, I, he loves the nuggets. I, I would think I know, that no, Raj no. is hairy. Who's the hairiest guy here? Could it be you? Ah, could be. But I think it's him. Oh. He, if he shaves, it's like, if he shaves, he's got like five full, o'clock. Yeah, no, he's five got, o'clock shadow. He's got a full beard. By no, five. I'm saying five o'clock shadow. If he shaves at nine a.m., he's got five o'clock shadow about nine forty-five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm. Def- oh, Raj is definitely the hairy. Johnny's kind of hairy. Johnny's a little hairy. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Johnny's hairy. I think Richie might be a little hairy. Ooh, that's a good bet. That's a good bet. He's not hairy. Oh, D-Mac. He strikes me as like one of those skinless cats. You know? The- 
No, he's more of a sharp A. <laughs> You don't get this kind of hard-hitting no. analysis anywhere I else, folks. I have this vision of Richie with, like, the Austin Powers chest hair. <laughs> yes, yeah. yes, yes, absolutely. Right? Absolutely. Okay, so I don't know where we're going, but, yeah, we'll, be, but we'll be going there next. More about Harry Nuggets next. <laughs> when the day is done, the game is over, and you need a break from all the stress, relax in your tub or shower from Bathfitter. Bathfitter will fit your budget with a price match guarantee. No money down, no payments for up to five years. Get the ball rolling. Visit bathfitter.com today. You're going to need a bigger boat. It's time for Schlereth and Evans' big story of the day. Funny, sister, you're so... Big. Here's Schlereth and Evans with this morning's biggest story in Denver sports. Big mistake. Big. Huge. Now, I, was thinking, I was thinking about this. Somebody somebody brought up our pal Derek Wolf in the afternoon as one of the hairiest uh, guys at the fan. I don't, I don't know. I'm not going to ask. No? Because he might take offense to that. And the last thing I want to do is get on Derek Wolf's bad side. I don't think he would be offended by that question. No. Are you Harry? What's wrong with that? Like- but it got me thinking about Wolf in a different capacity. For everyone saying, ah, why do you want to franchise tag Draymond Jones? Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. He's an interior guy. Why right. do you want to do that? Well, wait a minute. If If we're talking about DJ Jones and Draymond Jones... What if I had told you prior to the, the Broncos winning the Super Bowl in 2015 that I was making the case that, hey, you got to make sure that you take care of Derek Wolf and Malik Jackson. Right. Think about their roles in that Super Bowl defense. Mm, yeah. And if you would taken one or the other out, would this defense have been as dominant? Well, you you did the next year, right? Yeah, you took Malik out, and that defense wasn't as dominant. Okay. You still had the same back end, didn't you? Right. Still had Vaughn. So that's making my point right. that why on a team that is so, here's your word of the day, bereft of good talent, top mm-hmm. talent, why, why would you be in a hurry to, to let a guy who has shown himself to be a, a good player, an ascending player, and especially if you can't work out a long-term deal, fine, play a year to year. Pay him twenty million bucks this year, one year, twenty million dollar deal. You got the money, you got the salary cap space. Here's you know, it's an interesting it's interesting that you even you bring it up, Mike, but you think about one thing, what have we really truly learned about free agency over the years? The grass is not greener on the other side. Other people's free agents are not the answer to your problems, usually. Now, there are the exceptions in every rule, but, you know, the old saying is the grass isn't greener on the other side. It's the greener where you, the grass is greener where you water it. Like, and, and watering it, what I mean by that is, you know, you cultivate guys in your system on your football team. You grow those guys up, and when those guys perform, you reward those guys. I believe in that. I believe in that system. I believe in doing it that way. Now, DJ Jones was an exceptional player off a of free agent defense in San Francisco, but understand what he was playing in San Francisco. 
Like you, you had nothing but number one draft picks across the board. You had Kinlaw, you had Eric Armstead, you had, you know, for a time you had Buckner. Uh, he went to Indianapolis, but you had Nick Bosa. You, I mean, every guy on there saw, you had at one point Solomon Thomas. You, you had, you could line up five defensive linemen at one point in that defense that were all first round picks. And so he was a really good player for them, but I think he got overshadowed when he got here, man. That dude played. He balled out last year. And it's nice to have two guys that are problems. When you break a huddle, you know, if you got a one dude that's a problem, easy to contend with. If you got two guys that are problems, that becomes more difficult. You got three guys that are problems, now you got issues up front. And obviously you didn't have three guys that were problems because Chubb wasn't what he once was with all the injuries and Gregory was hurt. Good text coming in. This one, Mike, Mark, will you stop getting people excited about the Nuggets? It's going to end in a heartbreak. No way the NBA allows this team to win an NBA championship. That, that's that's stupid. Sorry. That's silly. The team they beat last night, the Toronto Raptors, a team from Canada, won the NBA championship in 2019. Mm-hmm. Good point. The San Antonio Spurs. Yeah, they won five champions. Were a dynasty. Do you honestly think the the powers that be wanted Toronto to win an NBA title? If they could have had their pick of any team in the NBA, I'll put it this way. If you sat down with the powers that be, if they can indeed rig this thing, Mm -hmm. and you ask them to rank one through 30, the teams that they would want to have a dynasty, I right. guarantee you San Antonio would have been, oh, I don't know, 28, 29, 30. Sure. Absolutely. So I don't I don't buy that. That's sorry. Well, I appreciate hey, the, the text, but that's a lazy. The powers that be that listen, they would like the late Lakers and Celtics in it every year. Right? I mean, in that in that the direction they would love to sure. go. So, yeah, that's Here's the other thing. All you have to know is just continue to watch ESPN. Right now, I just looked up. Yep. Who's on there? Joker's wild. Feeding it to Caldwell Pope. Joker cutting to the basket. Throwing an alley of Taron Gordon. Like, all of a sudden, now you watch, because ESPN is like, I mean, that's, Oh, okay, and then Kendrick now Perkins yeah. comes up. Okay, now they're they're replaying yeah. the Kendrick Perkins, JJ Reddick's like and, I can't believe this. And why are Stephen why are they, a. Smith's like, are you kidding me? Why are they doing this right now? Mike, why are they doing this with the Nuggets right now? Because this this reads like a children's book. This is like see Dick Run. I do not like green eggs and ham. I do not like them, Sam I am, but would you like them on a boat? Would you like them with a goat? Would you eat them in it? Right? That's what this is right now. What are they doing? They are introducing America to the Nuggets, who they've ignored all season long. This is great. This yeah. is awesome. This is what they're doing. You, they are they are creating storylines, creating controversy, creating awareness right now because they finally have to admit that the Denver Nuggets have a chance. This to is represent great. the West. I am Dude, so this is this is unbelievable. I am so excited. They're doing and they are now we are we've been talking about this now for what? 90 seconds, almost 2 minutes. What they're doing is they're doing a full thing here, full package where it's it's uh Jokic highlights, most of them passing. Mm-hmm. 
mixed in with Kendrick Perkins making his rants against Jokic. Right. J.J. Reddick saying, are you freaking kidding me? Right. Stephen A. Smith with a look on his face like, I can't believe you're saying this. And it's going on, and now they're going to have, oh, can we roll on this fever? Now they're going to have a debate. Now we're going to have a debate. Oh, yeah. Now we've got J.J., Kendrick Perkins, Stephen A., Molly, I mean, no disrespect, but hockey doesn't count, Kiram. And they're going to debate the the yeah. Joker. So can we actually can we actually bring it up? Can we can we actually? All right, all right. Can you? All right, we'll get we'll get. Yeah, here's that. here's the, my point is this. My point is this. This is great. They're going to spend about a five minute window here, which is big on on that station. They will spend more time on the Nuggets today than collectively they have all NBA season. And that just goes to show you that the NBA is finally and ESPN is finally recognizing the fact that, hey, guys, we got a problem, Houston. The Nuggets may just be able to represent the NBA's West in the NBA finals. So we better start paying attention. Yeah, I've, I've had some people say, oh, man, you know, Denver looks pathetic. You guys and the fans look pathetic whining about all this whining. I'm not whining. I think this is awesome because it's it's an acknowledgement from them that Yoki is going to win the MVP, and this is a team that very, very easily could be in the NBA Finals. Mm. And as the official network of the NBA, we got to pay attention. We got to pay attention. This is more time, Mike. This is more time than they have spent on the Nuggets, honestly, all season long. Yep. We sit in here every day with this stupid program on. <laughs> Yes, we do. We do. Yeah. And we they never, ever show nope. the Nuggets. Could, hey, could Nicola join Bill Russell, Will Chamberlain, Larry Bird as the only three straight, the only three to win three straight MVPs? Sure. And was it an artificially created argument? Yes. But it took off. Mm-hmm. It got attention. It drew heat. Yeah. Controversy. All the stuff they love. And they recognize that, and they're right. coming right back to it, and they're tapping and, back yeah, into it again. They got enough people that responded on social media and talked about it on social media. I, I, I tweeted to Kendrick Perkins. I tweeted directly to him. Like everybody else, this is great. This is awesome. Yeah, he's acting like he's bored. Yeah. Asleep. As J.J. Reddick is just, just absolutely eviscerating him. Are you watching? <laughs> yeah, exactly. I love it. All right, we got we to gotta get some of this. Can we get some of this? Turn it around maybe here? We'd like to maybe do that before the end of the show? All right. Uh, we'll get to that. Also, apparently, uh, the uh, Zoakley and uh, Stack show mm-hmm. uh, called me out yesterday. Oh, did they? Yes, and I'm going to fire back. All right. Next. Schlereth and Evans on Denver Sports Station, 104.3 The Fan. They're still talking. They're still talking. Oh, yeah. Big admission. So, when last we left you, uh-huh. ESPN was about uh, five, six minutes into a Nikola Jokic conversation. Right. First, a big headline package. Uh, with uh, comments, past comments about Nikola Jokic, stat padding, all that kind of stuff. And then it uh, went into a uh, roundtable conversation between Stephen A. Smith, Kendrick Perkins, J.J. Redick. And last time I looked up, it was still going on. That's seven, eight minutes. Mark, you know the world of television. Right. Seven, eight minutes on any one subject is an eternity. Yeah. 
the powers that be at the four-letter network sat down and said, okay, we've created, you know, a narrative about stat padding. We've created this narrative, two-time MVP winner, but doesn't have a championship. We've created this, can he be a three-time NBA, you know, three-time MVP, three in a row, a three-peat guy without a championship. He won't have one. He's going to win another one. Does he deserve to be mentioned with Bird and with Wilt and with uh, and with uh, Bill Russell and like that? All this stuff is going on. There was a a decision at the worldwide headquarters to basically sit down and go, okay, how are we going to promote this? How are we going to talk about this? How are we going to create? How are we going to make this drama like we've made the drama of the Lakers? Think about how how they. I mean, this whole Laker thing. Hey, if they get in. Five of five analysts say they're going to beat the Nuggets if the Nuggets are the one seed and they're the eight seed. This was before LeBron hurt his foot. Like that's gone. That storyline is gone. This is a this is classic. Let's create a storyline and there's it's a twofold process. One, let's get talking about the Nuggets because we need these storylines. We need uh, we need something to carry us into the playoffs because it looks like they're going to go deep. And oh by the way, the other thing we need to do is introduce the nation to the nuggets because we haven't even talked about we we have we have been is we have been we have neglected we've been is derelict is it derelict in our yes in derelict our in our yeah, derelict in our duty derelict in our yeah, yeah sure. derelict it's it's lacking yeah to produce or to to present yeah. the nuggets all season long, so now all of a sudden we're going to do a crash course in Nuggetville. Well, and I got a text that said, you guys sound pathetic and needy wanting all this coverage of the Nuggets. No, it's not needy. It's, hey look, it, Bronco fans, long time, you know somebody, if you're a long time Bronco fan or if you know somebody who's a long time Bronco fan, ask them how the feeling around here has been for decades about the Hall of Fame. Right. And how Bronco players unfairly left out for decades. Mm-hmm. Why is it that Denver Bronco players like Randy Gratisher are left out, but hey, if you played for the Steelers, you got in. You played for the Raiders, you got in. Cowboys. You played for the Cowboys, you got in. Yep. It's not... It's not defensiveness. It's not neediness. It's not an inferiority complex. What it is is when you're a fan of a team and you are passionate about that team, you want that team recognized. That's all it is. Mm -hmm. You want your team to be recognized, praised, admired, and and let everybody know how good you got it here. And if they're not getting that kind of attention or a player's not getting that kind of attention, yes, it bothers you, especially in the world that we live in now where everything is so instantaneous and everything is connected and all you have to do is look at your phone and you can see what people are saying from all over the place. You want, as a fan, that's part of the pride you have and the players that you root for and the teams that you root for, you want everybody to be aware of them. I know I know for a fact. I mean, I know that the Nuggets aren't going to get the attention, the Lions share the attention. I mean, the Lakers were 11th seed. They were on the cusp of being a playing team all season long, and they got, is it fair to say they got 15, 20 times the attention that the Nuggets got? Oh, more than that. More than that. So, oh. so 
I'm not saying that it has to be equal. I'm not, I'm not I understand I understand the difference in market size and I understand the difference in history and I understand what drives the marketplace. I get that. But to never talk about the Nuggets until today, to never have a conversation about it until today, like I'm, I'm glad they're actually doing it. But it is an admission that, oh, shoot, the Nuggets are really good. And guess what? We have not serviced that fan base and we have not introduced that team to the rest of the nation because all we do is talk about Milwaukee. All we do is talk about Boston. All we talk about is the Sixers, and all we talk about is the Lakers, and all we're talking about now that the trade happened is the Phoenix Suns and like that's and the Golden State Warriors. And I, I get I get out in the in the NFL. I've been a part of this. You talk Cowboys. You talk Packers. You talk Steelers. You talk markets that drive the marketplace. I, I understand how it works, but I love seeing the scramble. Yeah, I, I love well, you I use the word. Well, you use the word admission. That's one word. I'll, I'll come up with another one. It's an endorsement. It's an endorsement of Nikola Jokic and the Nuggets. And if that's something that matters to you as a fan, as a Nugget fan, as a Colorado sports fan, then yeah, this is good stuff. This is really good stuff. And it's a, it's a big development because it is a title wave type change mm-hmm. in the way that they go about their business. Uh, one more, real quick. Uh, the Zoakley and Stack show came after me yesterday. Did they now? As the texture writes out, DJ, Mike, do you realize that even Stokely's more correct than you? Even Stokely. They talked about you yesterday. He's very, very concerned about the abs, and he's right. You're ignoring the problems. Okay. Listen, it was... He was very, very concerned last year the Listen, way they finished the season. They lost, yeah, they lost. Stokely was all oh, up in all. I'll never forget. I'll never forget. They lost six out of their last seven to finish off the season. And I'm driving along one day. I brought this up during the roundtable to start mm-hmm. the season. He couldn't believe I remembered it. I said, "You were the one screaming, one to ten. I'm at an 11. That's right. Remember? Yeah, I do remember. I'm at an eleven. I'm worried. And I, at the time, I said. Relax. Relax. And I'm telling you, with this team right now, relax. This season, they can't wait for the season to be over. Right. The regular season. It has been a grind. It has been a drain. They are so over it. They just want to get to the playoffs, and they'll be a different team. Relax. Mike, it's like being in a crawfish bowl without your old base hazing it. I'm I'm, I'm at 11. Yeah. This is not a drill. Stoke, you panicked last year. I told you not to worry about it. Mm -hmm. You're panicking again this year, and I'm telling you, don't worry about it. Hey, before we uh, get ready for Selection Sunday coming up, you can get a jump on Selection Sunday by getting involved. Superbook Sports presenting the Denver Sports 5K Bracket Challenge. The winner of each round receives tickets to every concert at Cheyenne Frontier Days. The grand prize winner takes home $5,000. It's all powered by the Transportation Security Administration and the Urology Center of Colorado. So register now. Get your friends or your office pool signed up, too. We'll do all the work for you. Sign up at denversports.com slash bracket. Players Club is next.
When your team is in hot water and you need a break from the play-by-play, Bath Fitter can install your tub or shower in just one day. And just like a coach, Bath Fitter is in your corner offering a watertight, seamless wall. A design consultant will take accurate measurements of your tub or shower and recommend the products that fit your budget. Bath Fitter has special financing available with no money down and no interest for up to five years. Now that's a game changer. Visit bathfitter.com to book your in-home consultation. Bath Fitter, it just fits. 